Welcome to the Knowledge of Salvation podcast. Uh, this particular segment of many videos uh, going to be actually 34 videos, four as introduction and a uh, 30 as a expanded uh, deep uh, re- review and deeper explanation what uh, all religion, not all, but major ones, major religions are all about. Um, and of course, um, do not jump uh, right ahead. Uh, for those who are just coming by, uh, this channel is all about uh, spiritual experience, about uh, demonic spirits, angels' encounters, about uh, wisdom knowledge uh, about word of god prophetic dreams and various experience in various situations that can benefit and prepare current and upcoming generations ahead and in near future information uh, from these podcasts gathered uh, can shift the whole civilization very fast into a more healthy one uh, if you want uh, search for answers and if you are looking for answers about certain areas experiences uh, why on life uh, certain things happening uh, where usual human thinking stops giving answers instead it starts looking for them uh, then this podcast exactly for you uh, be patient and you might will understand a lot uh, wise and then your life uh, will change into positive direction uh, all i talk about is it's a warning not harm or offend anyone it's simply my take uh, on topics I'm talking about uh, and it is from my experience, from studying, from doing research uh, that of course will expand as years going on. In these podcasts, particularly this segment of 34 videos, uh, hopefully I'm going to do it in 34 days, if not more. Uh, I will be talking not about the people. There's going to be people examples, but I'm not talking about people. This is not a tag. This is not uh, trying to offend. Simply, uh, uh, since I love uh, that each person has its own perspective and view and can create amazing, unique things uh, that only he or she, depending on gender, is gender neutral, uh, was able to see and create. Uh, I will be talking in this podcast uh, series uh, facts and uh, then I'm going to tell what is written in the Bible scriptures and compare it to all the spectrum. Of course, like I thought that uh, this podcast is going to be like like three hours, but uh, as it happened, information was there was so much information that I had literally to systemize it and prepared for the separate uh, podcast series that of course I also gonna do a uh, uh, separate uh, playlist for this series of course they're gonna be also a main playlist but also it's gonna be on separate one for for those who wanna day to day learn everything about uh, all these religion systems what they are all about uh, now um, I'm gonna leave like gonna tell I'm going to compare through all spectrum, through the Bible scriptures, from all angles uh, of other religions, 
and uh, I'm gonna leave the rest to you to decide uh, in such a way it's not gonna be anything pushed it's up to you to do uh, research uh, and in such a way I will express myself same time because I'm splitting it into segments of separate videos I respect your time who are listening uh, uh, and you're respecting your perspective and individuality uh, meaning both sides benefits and uh, since uh, this whole podcast series is a bit a spicy topic, we're going to start like uh, ancient, firstly uh, establishing safe ground, removing everything or all uh, religion systems, main ones, in four podcasts. Then we're jumping in uh, deeper research that's going to take 30 podcasts. Uh, as well, uh, how this is gonna go? Uh, well, firstly, I'm gonna talk about of each religion system, its belief, uh, its practices, and its symbols. And later, uh, as I mentioned, I'm gonna uh, do deeper uh, study that I already prepared what to talk about. Uh, and um, hopefully, your eyes and hopefully even ears uh, can be opened spiritually and uh, it will help you observe all the words of God uh, carefully and uh, observe carefully what's going on in the world and uh, you're going to be able to see things I believe that uh, beforehand you was not able to and before I just gonna start I'm gonna tell you like it's gonna, this series is gonna contain so never told information nowhere at least in the podcast, as far as I heard, that uh, it, it literally will blow your minds. Like, like when I first heard these things, like, whew, trust me, it, it's, it's going to be worth your time. So, uh, let's jump right into the main religions. Oh, yeah, but, but by the way, beforehand, this particular podcast is uh, like introduction and starting ground, so... I gonna I gonna plus uh, I gonna upload four podcasts uh, of the whole introduction instantly and then I gonna upload uh, one at a time uh, uh, of deeper research podcasts. So patient. Uh, main religions at uh, recent uh, April 2020 information that I was researching uh, is this Christianity is uh, 29% uh, uh, Islam is 24% Hinduism 15.4% uh, then there is like specific group of uh, secular non-religious agnostic and atheistic that is 14.1% uh, Buddhism is 6% Chinese traditional religion is 5%, uh, ethnic uh, religions is, uh, of course, excluding some in separate categories that I'm gonna also do of each uh, that I was researching on, uh, also individually what they are about, as I mentioned, belief, uh, practice and symbols, and then deeper research. So it's three percent of ethnic religions. Uh, uh, then there is African traditional religions, that's one point two percent, and there is other religions less than one percent. 
which uh, ones I, I'm not gonna cover because it's minor and I'm gonna leave like open room after all this podcast series for you to do uh, research yourselves because I believe you will be interested to, to know what they're all about now moving on to the facts about each of these religions uh, to a little expand step by step uh, uh, possibly uh, you know, sh- sh- I'm gonna be sharp uh, because it's gonna take like these podcasts of course I hope so it's not gonna be too long hopefully like a little bit more than hour some of the podcast gonna be less than an hour but I'm gonna do best that I can uh, to, 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 to save uh, time of person who are uh, listening so uh, talking about Christianity you know of course like we all know uh, stuff that uh, Christianity believes that Jesus is the Christ uh, who's coming as the Messiah uh, and was prophesied in the Hebrew Bible called Old Testament and in Christianity uh, as well uh, chronicled in New Testament uh, Christianity practices uh, uh, contains, uh, depending on denomination of Christianity, uh, baptism, uh, then Eucharist, uh, which is Holy Communion of the Lord's Supper, then uh, there is prayer, including the Lord's Prayer, uh, then there is confession, uh, confirmation, burial rites, meaning burial ceremonies, uh, marriage rites, marriage ceremonies, and uh, religious education of children that is literally indoctrination uh, since uh, the childhood of the child uh, so most nominations have ordained uh, clergy who lead regular communion worship services so uh, moving on to the symbols of Christianity it's uh, anachronism uh, it's the absence of material representations of both the natural and supernatural worlds in various cultures, particularly in monotheistic Abrahamic religions. Uh, then there is the Christian cross seen as a representation of uh, the instrument of crucifixion of Jesus that is the best known symbol of Christianity. It is related to the crucifix across that includes a corpus, usually a three-dimensional representation of Jesus' body, and to the more general family of cross symbols. Uh, among uh, uh, the earliest uh, Christian symbols that uh, of uh, is the fish uh, or if he is, if he is, uh, uh, seems to have ranked first in importance as seen on monumental sources such as tombs uh, from the first decades of the second century. Uh, a, the next one symbol is Christogram, uh, which is in Latin monogram Christi. Uh, it is a monogram or combination of letters that forms an abbreviation for the name of Jesus Christ, traditionally used in a religious symbol within the Christian church. The next symbol is Dove. Um, uh, it symbolizes the, the Holy Spirit. Um, then there is a second, uh, the next one symbol is a sacrificial lamb, which represents Christ's sacrifice, and of course, divine symbolizing connection 
of the Christian with Christ. Now moving on to Islam, uh, uh, they believe uh, uh, Islam practitioners believe uh, they are called Muslims uh, that Islam uh, uh, is the complete uh, and universal version of uh, primordial faith that uh, was revealed many times before through prophets, including. Adam, Abraham, Moses, and Jesus, uh, Muslims consider the Quran in, a, in Arabic, Arabic uh, to be an altered and final revelation of God. Uh, Islam practices uh, containing uh, essentially um, uh, they are in, in so, so named five core beliefs that are practiced in Islam. So first uh, belief uh, and Pillar is a uh, profession of faith uh, that there is no God but God and Muhammad is uh, the messenger of God uh, is said five times a day during prayer it's called uh, Shahadat so the second pillar is Salat uh, it is prayer before uh, a prayer is observed ablutions are performed including washing one's hands, face and feet a color chants allowed and from race place in Damascus, uh, verses from the Quran are recited either loudly or silently five times in a day in at specific time with the individual facing Mecca. Third pillar is zakat uh, almsgiving. Uh, by following this pillar, Muslims have to deduct a certain amount of their income to support the Islamic community, and it's usually about. 2.5% of an individual's income. Fourth pillar, uh, some uh, fasting uh, uh, it takes place uh, during Ramadan, which is a holy month in the Islamic calendar, that is lunar calendar. Uh, this means the amount of Ramadan shifts 15 days, well, 15, 11 days. Uh, again, Ramadan shifts 11 days each year. Uh, the fast occurs from dawn to sunset each day uh, during uh, which time believers are expected to prohibit themselves from any food, drink, sexual intercourse or smoking. However, after sunset and before dawn, individuals can participate in any of the actions previously started, uh, previously stated as they desire. The reason for fasting during Ramadan is to remind Muslims that all individuals are similarly needy upon the assistance of Allah and that there are less lucky individuals who need their assistance. Ramadan is a period of reflection when Muslims are called upon to recharge their faith, increment their charity and make apology. And Fifth pillar is Hajj, which is pilgrimage. And uh, during one's life, meaning Muslim's life, uh, uh, is required uh, to make the pilgrimage to Mecca during 12 months of the lunar calendar, wearing only two white sheets, so all of the pilgrims are identical and there is no class dis distinction. Uh, among them, uh, uh, among them, uh, and main rituals of the Hajj include walking seven times around the Kaaba, which is um, 
referred uh, as the house of God. So if you see uh, those uh, black cubes, uh, which essentially this is in this culture, they referring that as uh, house of God, uh, that named Kaaba. But essentially there is like one particular one in uh, in this particular pilgrimage place, uh, and. Um, uh, it's termed uh, Tawaf and touching the black stone, termed uh, is Talam, traveling seven times before uh, Mount Safa and Mount uh, Marwah, uh, is uh, termed Sayi and symbolically stolen devil in minor termed Rami. So it's not literal devil, it's a monument. As, as I was doing research, I seen it. Now, Moving on, uh, main symbols uh, uh, is of Islam uh, is uh, a star and crescent. It's iconographic symbol used in various historical uh, contexts, but in best known as a symbol of the Ottoman Empire and Turkey. It is also often considered as a symbol of Islam by extension in the later 20th 20th century, the star and crescent have acquired a popular interpretation as a symbol of Islam. Uh, another symbol is the uh, seal of, of uh, Muhammad, uh, that is seal, uh, and it was used to sign off letters sent to foreign thick dignitaries and was reportedly on a ring of the prophets. It says Muhammad, prophet of God in Arabic on it uh, on it's written on it on Arabic letters. So another one symbol is Rup uh, L this is used to facilitate recitation of uh, the Quran uh, so essentially this is the symbols uh, now moving on of, of uh, Islam now moving on to uh, Hinduism uh, Hinduism practitioners believe uh, uh, the prominent themes in Hindu beliefs uh, that uh, are included but uh, not restricted to Dharma ethnics which is ethnics duties uh, then samsara the continuing cycle of birth life, death and rebirth. Uh, uh, they also believe in karma, which is action, intent and consequences and moksha liberation from samsara and, or liberation in this life. And of course, various yogas, which is paths or practices. Uh, Hinduism also embraces many religious ideas. For this reason, it's sometimes referred to as a way of life or a family of religions as opposed to a single organized religion. Followers believe there are multiple paths to reaching their God. Uh, and in Hinduism is a, a diverse system of uh, thought uh, with beliefs spanning. So these systems is monotheism. Uh, it's the belief of uh, of and in one God, 
polytheism is uh, worship of or belief in multiple deities. Pantheism, panentheism, sorry, panentheism uh, is the belief uh, that the divine pervades and interpretates every part of the universe and also extends beyond space and time. Uh, then there is pantheism, uh, the belief that reality is identical with divinity or that all things compose an all-encompassing immanent God. The next one is pantheism, uh, combines aspects of pantheism uh, with aspects of deism, uh, which is uh, the philosophical position that rejects revelation as a source of uh, religious knowledge and asserts that uh, reason and observation of the natural world are sufficient to establish the existence of a supreme being or creator of the universe. Uh, the next one is monism. Uh, uh, it is uh, in wide definition unity of the origin of all things theoretical unity. Uh, that all existing things return to a source that is distinct from them uh, and restricted definition of monism is that uh, it requires unity of uh, origin but also unity of substance and essence so theoretical and practical unity another one is atheism it is uh, literally rejection of the belief of uh, that, uh, that any deities existed uh, now, the Hinduism concept of God is complex and depends upon each individual and the tradition and philosophy followed. It is sometimes referred to as henotheistic, uh, meaning involving devotion to a single God while accepting the existence of others. Uh, moving on to Hinduism uh, practice, uh, it's literally rituals at home, uh, and the nature and place of rituals is an individual choice. Some devote uh, Hindus perform daily rituals, uh, such as uh, worshipping at dawn after bathing. Usually it is at uh, a family shrine and typically includes lighting a lamp and offering food uh, stuffs before the images of, for the images of deities. Uh, the, uh, as well, uh, they perform uh, recreation, recitation, recitation from religious scripts. Uh, uh, then uh, there is singing, uh, devotional hymns, uh, uh, doing yoga, uh, meditation, and of course uh, chanting mantras and other minor practices. Uh, now sanskara. Uh, uh, or in in uh, Sanskrit, uh, it's uh, of 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 Hindus uh, is some samskara. It is rites of passage. So it's uh, in other words, uh, uh, ceremonies uh, or rituals of the passage, which occurs when an individual leaves one group to enter another. Then there is bhakti, which is uh, worship. Uh, devotion, uh, participation in and the love of a personal god or a representational god by a devotee. 
Bhakti is sometimes private inside household shrines and sometimes as well it's practiced as a community. So either you're doing it alone or either with the community. It uh, may also include uh, puja, which is uh, homage and prayer to one or more deities to host and uh, honor a guest or to spiritually uh, celebrate an event. As well, there is uh, uh, Aarti, which is a Hindu religious ritual of worship, uh, a part of puja uh, in which light, usually from a flame, is offered to one or more deities. Musical kirtan, as well as a call and response style song or chant set to music, uh, wherein multiple singers re recite or describe a legend or express loving devotion to a deity or discuss spiritual ideas. And of course, there is uh, singing bhajan, it is any devotional song with religious theme or spiritual ideas, specifically among Indian religions in any of the uh, languages from the Indian continent. Now, uh, where devotional verses and hymns uh, in uh, those songs are read or, or poems uh, are sung by a group of devotees. Uh, as well, uh, there is uh, uh, another practice uh, among Hindus is their festivals in Sanskrit is Utsava, literally meaning to live higher. Uh, and such ceremonies of festivals are um, uh, that uh, weave individual and uh, social life to Dharma. So, uh, as well, mentioning there is a pilgrimage as a practice, so many adherents undertake pilgrimages, which have historically been an important part of Hinduism and remain so today. Pilgrimage sites are called Tirtha. Gapita or Mahalaya, and the process or journey associated with Tirtha is called Tirtha Yatra. According to the Hindu text uh, Skanda Purana, Tirtha are of three kinds, so uh, it is Jangam Tirtha, it is to a place movable of a sadhu, and there is Rishi a guru, uh, then there is Sthavara uh, Tirtha, it is place, uh, to, it is to place immovable uh, like uh, Banaras, uh, Haridwar, Manka, Kalash and uh, Holy Rivers, uh, while Manas Tirtha is to a place of mind, of truths, uh, uh, so clarity, Mind of truth, it's clarity, patience, uh, compassion, soft speech. So, so uh, essentially, pilgrimage in Hinduism is uh, literally to uh, uh, movable places uh, that uh, can be even as a guru. Uh, then there is uh, movable places like a mountain or, or, or like for example, holy rivers and. Uh, then there is another place uh, of mind, so essentially it's like meditation, so you can do these things anywhere, so like uh, charity, uh, mind of truth, patience, compassion, so speech, and so, so like 
it's, it's three of them now main symbols of Hinduism essentially is two uh, one of them is uh, Om so uh, this Om is uh, composed of uh, three Sanskrit letters and represents uh, three sounds A, U and M which combined uh, considered as a sacred sound and the symbol you often found at family shrines and in Hindu temples and another one of course as many of you know or maybe not it's uh, swastika yeah same swastika that was in Nazi Germany but uh, Nazi Germany twisted it in uh, 1920 and before that uh, swastika meant uh, and, and even now means good fortune or being happy uh, to be good or being with higher self uh, yet like I told you uh, and, and of course it's a symbol representing good luck but like I told you it was twisted with the Nazi party in Germany uh, in 1920 and uh, they uh, shifted it uh, uh, to a diagonal uh, form and uh, it uh, became a symbol essentially of uh, of these bad things that Nazi Germany did. So it, it beforehand it wasn't that you know just after uh, the Germany party came then it, it happened. Now moving on to uh, secular and non-religious agnostic and atheistic uh, like back of um, believers and those four segments uh, essentially what they are because they're they, they not believing uh, any of, of religion or partially but uh, essentially here's what they mean uh, secularity is a state of uh, being separate from religion or uh, or uh, of not uh, being exclusively uh, allied with or against any particular religion uh, then there is non-religious it uh, is the absence indifference to or rejection of religion agnostic uh, essentially is uh, uh, the view that uh, the existence of God of the divine or the supernatural is unknown or unknowable meaning human reason is incapable uh, of providing sufficient rational grounds to justify either the belief that God exists or the belief that uh, God does not exist and of course there is atheist uh, uh, or atheism uh, which is in broader sense an absence of belief in the existence of deities or in narrowed way rejection of the belief that any deities exist now moving on to another one the religious system is uh, Buddhism and uh, they believe uh, Buddhist uh, it, uh, in a variety of traditions that uh, Buddhism encompasses and their beliefs and spiritual practices uh, are largely based on original teachings attributed to the Buddha and resulting interpreted philosophies uh, Buddha is referred as the founder of the world religion Buddhism he taught for around 45 years and built a large following 
both mona monastic and lay uh, and his teaching is based on his insight into dukkha which is translated as suffering and the end of dukkha which is state or called nirvana or as you all might know this uh, word uh, it is nirvana so uh, uh, it is like separate stack of, of these dukkhas meaning sufferings one of them is dukkha dukkha so it's uh, painful experiences uh, including physical and mental sufferings of uh, uh, birth aging uh, illness and dying and distress from what is not desirable then there is second one um, uh, Vipa Renama Dukkha, so it's a uh, Dukkha of pleasant and happy experiences changing to unpleasant when the causes and conditions that produce the pleasant experiences cease. And Sankhara Dukkha is the other one Dukkha that uh, conditioned experience, meaning this including a basics on basic on satisfactoriness pervading all existence all forms of life because all forms of life are changing impermanent and without any inner core or substance and on this level the term indicates a lack of satisfaction a sense that things never measure up to our expectations or standards now in buddhist tradition uh, nirvana has commonly been interpreted as the ex of three fires or three poisons which is greed, raga, uh, aversion, uh, which is dvesha and uh, ignorance which is called moha uh, and these three fires when extinguished they release uh, as I observe carefully a uh, person from uh, cycle or rebirth uh, uh, and samsara is attained uh, now, the the uh, Buddhism practice uh, literally is about hearing and learning the Dharma, uh, and it also expands to even more practices. So uh, it is uh, going to the Buddha as refuge, uh, going to Dharma as refuge, and going to Sangha as refuge. So uh, Buddha, as I mentioned. Uh, uh, and Willis is referred to founder of the world religion of Buddhism. Uh, Dharma uh, is a wheel of uh, becoming ultimate truth, or as uh, the found of uh, all things which lie beyond the three realms, which is literally I, as as I observe, three realms literally is three dimensions. So we live in three-dimensional so asides of what we experience in this world and other worlds that uh, the, the uh, Buddhism uh, talks about so and there is as well Sangha so this monastic uh, community of uh, uh, bhikkhus monks and bhikkhunis nuns uh, it is uh, the uh, bill as association, assembly, company, or community. So, to these three uh, 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 Buddhist practitioners go to as a refuge. So, 
learning essentially from, from these things as, as I understood uh, now uh, moving on uh, there is uh, uh, Shila so Shila is uh, Buddhist uh, ethics and uh, Buddhist ethics and generally moral values uh, uh, now, Buddhist scriptures explain five percepts that they're using uh, as a standard of Buddhist morality. Uh, and first of them is uh, quoting uh, uh, and, and named as uh, it's every single of these percepts. See, these everything of these percepts in in this Buddhist uh, uh, religion is not told as a um, some sort of word that has a meaning but the told as person would say it so uh, first of them is uh, i undertake the training percept uh, uh, to abstain from uh, uh, abstain from onslaught on breathing beings and this includes uh, order ordering or causing someone else to kill the uh, the pilot suttas also say uh, one should not approve of others killing and that one should be scrupulous compassionate trembling for the welfare of all living beings second one is i undertake the training percept to abstain from taking what is not given and it also depicted as um, covering fraud uh, cheating uh, for forgery and as well as uh, falsely denying uh, one that are uh, that, that one that is in debt to someone. Then there is a third. Uh, it named uh, I undertake uh, the training percept to abstain from misconduct concerning sense pleasures. So. This generally refers to adultery as well as rape or incest. It also applies to sex with, with those who are legally under the protection of a gar guardian. The fourth one uh, of uh, these Buddhist uh, percepts is uh, I undertake the training percept to, to abstain from false speech. So according to Hari, uh, uh, that was uh, speaking in certain source uh, this includes any form of uh, lying deception or exaggeration even nonverbal deception by gesture or other indi indication or misleading statements so the percept is also uh, often seen as including other forms of uh, wrong speech such as uh, divisive speech, harsh, abusive, angry words, or and even idle chatting. And of course, there is fifth one uh, that depicted as I undertake the training percept to abstain from alcoholic drink or drugs that are an opportunity for heedlessness. Uh, and uh, according to Harvey, intoxication is seen as a way to mask rather than the face. The sufferings of life, it is seen as damaging to one's mental 
clarity, mindfulness, and ability to keep the other four percepts. Now, uh, lay people and uh, novices and many Buddhist uh, uh, fraternites also hold eight percepts, uh, so like additional ones, or ten from time to time. So four of these uh, are same for the lay devotees, so it's uh, no no killing. No stealing, no lying, and no intoxicants. And, and no intoxicants. So it's talking not only about alcohol, it's talking also about psychotropical uh, any substance. So anything that clouds uh, mind. Uh, then there is other four percepts that are no sexual activity. Then there is another one abstaining from uh, eating at the wrong time. So only eating solid food before noon. The next one is abstain from jewelry, perfume, adornment, and entertainment, and another one is abstain from sleeping on high bed. So uh, it is uh, slept on uh, a mat on the ground. Now, uh, Vinaya is uh, the specific code uh, of uh, Saka uh, monks and nuns in Buddhism, and. What I want to say that um, it includes the uh, Patimokha, so it's like a set of 227 offenses, including 75 rules of the quorum for monks, and along with penalties uh, for trans transgression in the Thera Vadin tradition, the list of Patimokha is uh, recited every fortnight. And in a ritual gathering of uh, all monks. Uh, now, uh, there is as well a practice of um, restraint and uh, restraint and renunciation, so restraint uh, of the senses. Uh, it is uh, in the various graduate paths. Uh, this usually presented as a practice which is taught prior to formal sitting meditation and which supports meditation by weakening sense uh, desires that uh, are hindrance to meditation now renunciation uh, or the intent for desirelessness that called as well nekhama generally renunciation uh, giving up uh, of actions uh, and desires that are seen unwholesome on the path such as lust for sensuality and worldly things now uh, as well there is mindfulness and clear comprehension uh, which is uh, according to another source uh, we are Analeo uh, telling that mindfulness is full awareness of present moment which enhances and strengthens memory and of course as uh, I believe uh, many of you who listen to this podcast know uh, in uh, Buddhism is meditation called Samadhi and Dhyana and Samadhi is calm, undistracted, unified and concentrated state of uh, Consciousness it is defined as uh, one pointed, 
pointedness uh, of mind uh, of the object to be investigated, its uh, function consists of giving a basis to knowledge. And the Yana is state of uh, perfect equanimity and awareness, uh, and uh, it is reached through focused mental training, uh, the practice of uh, Dhyana 8 in maintaining a calm mind and avoiding disturbance of this calm mind by mindfulness of disturbing thoughts and, of course, feelings. Now, Buddhist text uh, uh, teach various meditations, Himas, uh, that is uh, named Rupa Jana. And uh, one of the most prominent is that uh, these Rupa Janas uh, is for meditations in the realm of four, meaning, well, as Buddhists believe, they are sp spiritual beings in human form, so this whole realm. Uh, form the body is realm of form, and um, uh, these are stages of progressively depending concentration. So first uh, jhana is essentially can be entered when one is uh, secluded from sensuality and unskillful unskillful qualities due to control and right effort. Uh, then there is uh, rapture. Uh, named pity and uh, one central sukha named pleasure and result of seclusion. While uh, uh, thought and examination continues, uh, the second jhana is uh, uh, as well uh, rapture with uh, non central sukha meaning pleasure and as result of concentration. Uh, is unification of awareness uh, and uh, fleeing from discursive thought uh, and inner uh, tranquility. So, third uh, uh, jhana is uh, uh, essentially where uh, this rapture dropping away and there is uh, equanimous effective detachment and one is mindful alert and senses pleasure uh, with body and fourth of uh, these meditation schemes uh, is a stage of pure equanimity and mindfulness uh, without any pleasure or pain happiness and sadness so essentially it, that what you can say that numbness feeling now all these people who during meditations uh, they talking about now, there's as well meditation and insight practice. So, in Pali Canon, the Buddha outlines two meditative qualities which is uh, mutually supportive, uh, which is uh, essentially samatha, uh, meaning calm, and vipassana, uh, which is insight. And as well, samatha meaning tranquility of mind, of the mind, and uh, mind calmness. Now, uh, the Brahma Vihara uh, uh, is four immeasurables um, for abodhis that also called Brahma Vihara. So it's uh, loving kindness, active goodwill towards all, compassion uh, that uh, is identifying uh, the suffering of others as one's own. So. Essentially, that's what is named compassionate beings when they suffer, feel suffer of other uh, beings as well. Then there's empathetic joy, 
uh, is a feeling of joy because of others and are happy even if uh, one uh, did not contribute to it. Uh, it's a form of sympathetic joy and of course fourth one is equanimity. So it's even mindedness and serenity treating everyone impartially. Now as well uh, there is uh, uh, visualizations and uh, deities and of course visualizations as deities and mandalas being visualized and it's uh, idols of uh, deity and icons uh, that have been part of historic practice and buddhist texts such as 11th century San Saddhanamala is a uh, devotee that realizes and identifies himself or herself with uh, the imaginary deity as part of meditation. So, mentioning in Tibetan, Tibetan, Tibetan uh, hopefully I pronounced it right, uh, Buddhism tradition, uh, mandala are mystical maps for the visualization process, cosmic symbolism, there's, uh, there's numerous deities, each with uh, mandala and they are used during initiation ceremonies and meditation the mandalas are concentric geometric shapes symbolizing layers of the external world gates and sacred space the meditation deity is uh, in the center and sometimes surrounded by protective gods and goddesses uh, now another practice is insight and knowledge which is Prajna uh, uh, or prana, meaning wisdom uh, or knowledge of the true nature of existence, sometimes translated as insight. Now, in Buddhism, uh, avidya is ignorance, and overcoming it is part of uh, the path to awakening, as Buddhists depicting. And um, this uh, overcoming includes the contemplation of uh, impair and the non-self nature of reality and this develops this passion for the objects of clinging and liberates a being from dukkha and samsara so dukkha concept in Hinduism and Buddhism because these two religions uh, essentially are very close together uh, and I go, of course later on I'm going to do deeper review of all both of them so uh, dukkha concept in hinduism and buddhism commonly translated as suffering unhappiness pain unsatisfactoriness or stress and samsara is wandering or world with the connotation of cycling of cyclic circuitous circuitous change uh, now, uh, there's as well another practice uh, as a uh, devotion, so most uh, forms of Buddhism consider sadha, trustful confidence or faith as a quality which must be balanced by wisdom and as a preparation for or accompaniment of meditation. Sadha refers to a serene commitment uh, to the practice of uh, the Buddha teaching and trust in enlightenment 
or highly developed beings such as Buddhas or Bodhisattvas. So Buddha uh, is a title for someone who is awake and has attained Nirvana and Buddhahood. Now, Nirvana is extinction of greed, uh, aversion and ignorance and Buddhahood, uh, meaning awakened one, uh, it's a goal uh, to benefit all sentient beings. It is uh, this uh, Buddha who person who reaches Buddhahood is awakened one, and his goal is uh, uh, benefit all sentient beings by teaching them the path of uh, cessation and of dukkha, so and of suffering, and of unhappiness, and of pain, and of unsaid satisfactoriness and end of stress. Now, uh, devotional practices include ritual prayer, prostration, uh, offerings, pilgrimage, and chanting. Uh, Buddhist devotion is usually focused on some object, image, or location that is seen as holy or spiritually influential. Examples of objects of uh, devotion include paintings or statues of uh, Buddhas and Bodhisattvas, stupas and Bodhi trees, uh, as well rosaries called malas are used in all Buddhist traditions to count uh, repeated chanting of common formulas or mantras. Uh, guru devotion uh, essentially is uh, uh, central practice of uh, Indo-Tibetan Buddhism, uh, the Guru is considered essential to the Buddhist devotee and um, the Guru is the enlightened teacher and ritual master in Vajrayana spiritual pursuits for someone seeking Buddhahood. The Guru is Buddha, the Dharma and the Sangha. Uh, as well, talking about another practice in Buddhism, it is uh, vegetarianism and animal ethics and based uh, on Indian principle of uh, ahimsa, uh, uh, non-harming, so Buddha's ethics strongly condemn harming of all sentient beings, including all animals, uh, he does uh, uh, condemn the uh, animal sacrifice of the Brahmins, uh, as well hunting and killing animals for food. This led to various policies by Buddhist kings, such as a soka, meaning to protect animals, such as the establishing of no slaughter days and the banning of hunting on certain circumstances. However, early Buddhist texts uh, depict the Buddha as allowing Mona monastics to eat uh, meat. Uh, this seems to be because monastics beg for their food and thus were supposed to accept whatever food was offered to them. Uh, now, uh, this was um, tempered by the rule uh, that meat had to be three times clean. Now, what does that mean? Uh, that means uh, that uh, they had not seen, had not heard, and no reason, they had no reason to suspect that the animal uh, had been killed so that the meat could uh, be given to them. 
and moving on to symbolism of uh, Buddhism, uh, uh, the best known of, as well uh, is uh, as in previous uh, religion system as I mentioned, um, one of them uh, is Om. So in Buddhism, uh, is certain quote Om Mani Padmeham. So again, Om Mani Padmeham. So it's it's six syllable great bright mantra of the bodhisattva of compassion uh, and um, uh, it is also depicted as avalokaitvara so when chanting or looking at the syllables buddhists invoke the compassion of bodhisattva and instill his uh, qualities now aum uh, which is om consists uh, of three separate letters a u and m they symbolize in buddhism the uh, uh, body spirit and speech of buddha and money uh, now, now all, all of these like all means this body spirit speech uh, of the buddha in buddhism and money padmiham now what does that, those mean so money is for path of teaching padme is for wisdom of the path and hum uh, denotes wisdom and the path to it since ancient times uh, in ancient times temple bells have uh, summoned monks and nuns uh, to meditation and of course to ceremonies so gentle ring of a bell during chanting helps followers to focus on the present moment and let go of daily worries. A sense of peace and calmness can be enchanted, not enchanted, enhanced, enhanced uh, by the sound of the bell. Uh, for this reason, uh, wind bells are often hung on the eaves of uh, stupas and temple to create peaceful and meditative spaces with their tinkling sounds. Uh, now the ring of the bell is a symbol of uh, Buddha vo Buddha's voice, so it also presents wisdom and compassion and is used uh, to call upon the heavenly deities for protection and to ward off evil spirits. Many old temples have bells, <coughs> have bells and uh, the, at the entrances that no one needs to ring before uh, entering. Now, uh, the Buddha uh, achieved awakening under uh, the shelter of a sacred fig tree known as uh, the Bodhi tree. Uh, since then, the Bodhi tree has become a symbol of Buddha enlightenment and heart-shaped leaf, a symbol of uh, the potential that lies within each of us to awaken. And uh, this term awakening, that's from where it comes from, this body leaf and tree, uh, a name essentially body, so that's what it means, awakening. And um, the term uh, has uh, two meanings for Buddhists, so it denotes uh, Bodhi tree, tree uh, Ficus religiosa, under which, like I mentioned, this uh, Buddha that depicted as Siddhara Gautama became awakened and uh, tree under which Buddha has awakened, so like it's uh, intertwined into one other information. Now in Zen, Buddhism uh, is uh, named Enso, so it's a sacred symbol often referred to uh, as um, 
the circle of enlightenment it is a circle that is uh, hand drawn uh, in uh, in uh, one or two brush strokes to express a moment when the mind is free to let the body create it symbolizes many things strength elegance the universe our true and inner most self uh, as well as beauty and imperfection and the oneness of um, all things in life now the next uh, symbolism in buddhism which uh, i was really surprised because such symbols as well like those who who listening this podcast uh, maybe playing games uh, of the 21st century sometimes in these MMORPG games uh, are uh, statues of lions so and it like intertwines in games like like uh, backgrounds like history about uh, area this where this buddhism was in real life so lion statue for uh, thousands of years uh, uh, as a lion has been symbol of reality strength and bravery for these religions uh, the lion symbolizes the royal origins of buddha uh, sakyamuni uh, and as well as his courage in challenging injustice and elevating uh, human suffering the lions serve uh, as guardians represent in pairs at the entrance of shrines temples and monasteries they are symbolic of uh, the bodhisattvas the buddha lions and can be found in their role of dharma protectors supporting the throne of buddhas and bodhisattvas and serving as their mounts uh, now in Buddhism uh, as well is another symbol the lotus so it's symbol uh, of Buddha awakening and reminder that all beings have same potential to attain enlightenment uh, the lotus grows essentially out of mud and it rises up uh, to the water surface and bloom in beauty and purity so that can uh, as well the human develop humans develop the virtues of a Buddha and rise above desire attachment to and uh, rise above desire and attachment to reveal the true uh, nature so that's what uh, buddhists think uh, when they talking as well about the, the buddha and his qualities uh, now uh, another symbol is a mala usually it consists of 921 or 108 uh, beats uh, it is um, strung on a string each uh, beat represents one However, the beat is not alone and connected with other beats to making as at a standard uh, depicted as a whole. Uh, so what this means essentially this means that uh, uh, the smaller representing individuals, uh, uh, the thinking that they uh, think are separate, but uh, individuals are not separate. They connected to each other and to family and to the world and the, that. Um, uh, all living beings uh, live together and one cannot exist without the other so um, this is like a meaning of it uh, in the core uh, is connection to life uh, we all call not we but uh, buddhist uh, all call uh, buddha nature now uh, pearl 
as another symbol in Buddhism is referring to wish-fulfilling pearl. Uh, it is said in other cultures that it grants wishes uh, and pacifies desires, yet in Buddhism, however, it is a symbol uh, of spiritual wealth. Uh, with its luminosity, it brings uh, clear and the treasures and teachings of the Buddha. So everything goes around this Buddha teaching in Buddhism now again. The uh, same in this religion is also well swastika, it is a symbol, uh, as I mentioned, in, in, in Buddhism as well. It's a symbol of uh, peace, uh, good luck and positivity, good fortune or being happy. So uh, Sanskrit translation means good fortune or being happy, to be good or being good higher self. And like I mentioned in 1920, Nazis took it rotated it, twisted this meaning uh, when they twisted uh, uh, the shape of, of the symbol uh, counterclockwise and it, uh, the Nazis made the symbol into discrimination uh, and slaughter before that before they did it it wasn't that at all now another symbol is the uh, Vajra uh, it is um, kind of a battle uh, club used as a ritual object to symbolize both the properties uh, of diamond in meaning indestructibility and thunderbolt in irresistible, irresistible force. So in Buddhism, uh, Vajra uh, has three meanings. So it's durable, luminous, and able to cut. So like a diamond, it's, uh, it smashes all devious influences, but is itself indestructible. As explained also uh, in the Vajra meaning Diamond Sutra, so uh, as well it's uh, like a thunderbolt, um, uh, its light breaks up the darkness and like Sunyata, uh, which is nature of reality, it also chops away people's afflictions and misguided views. So now uh, uh, moving on to another. Uh, religion uh, system that uh, we just s setting the ground the pillars for all these uh, 34 podcasts uh, is uh, Chinese folk religion uh, that's more complex since it does not put itself in any institution or doctrine and during time it took many traditions elements and beliefs from other religions that was in China uh, and uh, uh, Chinese folk religion uh, uh, practitioners believe uh, uh, the souls of the ancestors uh, believe in the afterlife and in the pantheon of gods. Pantheon, what does that mean? Well, pantheon uh, is uh, meaning all gods, so from all religions collectively, uh, inhabiting the three domains of the Chinese cosmos, heaven, earth, and the underworld. Uh, that's essentially uh, as well in what uh, Chinese uh, folk religion believes in these three realms of heaven, earth, and underworld, and of course, depicted as cosmos. So, uh, as well, Chinese folk religion uh, practitioners believe in shamanism and animism and uh, have persisted uh, those uh, two uh, beliefs because, especially. Uh, why? Be because it was in the countryside, so so it it it, it 
as I understand, was uh, uh, close uh, communities and uh, it, it, since it is from other religions, so elements from religions that came in. So if you're gonna see anything that I'm describing, that's why it is because it's uh, merged through the long period of time. Uh, now uh, many Chinese, uh, folk, uh, which is Chinese folk religion, uh, practitioners, not all Chinese, who knows, maybe, to, again, there is some people who do not practice this, there is uh, completely people who belong to this, you know. so for many, not all, many Chinese uh, people, uh, Confucianism is uh, unsatisfying because it uh, doesn't supply answers to the questions of the afterlife. Uh, now, as well, there is a uh, belief in Taoism that has many elements found in Chinese folk religions. So, Taoism uh, is that Tao uh, means origin uh, and uh, law of all things in uh, the universe. Uh, now, Taoist believes that people can become deities or live, uh, not live, live. Uh, uh, so Taoist believes that all people can become these or live forever through uh, practicing certain rituals and austerity. So, you know. Uh, now, uh, the uh, Chinese folk religion uh, as well uh, believes in yellow turbans uh, that uh, roused uh, the uh, peasant masses. So, in uh, it, it was in. Uh, AD 184 uh, and uh, it was into believing that the uh, world uh, was going to end and blue he uh, heaven was going to be replaced by yellow heaven. Now interestingly as, as what I found as a little bit tease what I'm going to be talking about later on it's literally talking about uh, the the, the depicted um, dome in Holy Bible where is um, and whether whether they know it or whether they, they don't know it, it it literally is one on one about this dome they depicted so essentially all this atmosphere was on there is it's like a dome and um, uh, it is gonna be replaced by yellow so it's, it's not like shell but uh, it's a uh, uh, layer that's gonna be changed and essentially uh, it depicted as when Jesus Christ is coming back so as because he's gonna be uh, shining as it depicted in the Holy Bible so could be that that's what it talks about but uh, when you know when people didn't have certain knowledge certain information they wouldn't know for example if they would know that there is ozone layer that, that's why that, that's what they depicted blue heaven but we know now better, you know. Now, moving on to Chinese folk religion uh, practice. Uh, uh, it is alive in various forms of uh, magic and sorcery and worshipping uh, personal ho household gods, uh, personalized spirits and uh, ancestral uh, ghosts uh, uh, as well. Uh, the rituals of uh, and and their headed shaman and local uh, holy men. Now, practice of animist uh, and shamanist groups uh, 
and uh, cults have had large um, uh, following through China's uh, history uh, and the quietists uh, were famous for incorporating trance and ecstasy techniques uh, in their religious rituals. Now, uh, most of all uh, uh, practice in, chi uh, in Chinese uh, traditional uh, uh, religion, which is uh, Chinese folk religion, uh, uh, it is ancestor worship, so it's called ancestor uh, veneration. It is a ritual practice uh, that is based on the belief uh, that deceased family members have a continued existence, take an interest in the affairs of uh, the world, and possess the ability to influence the fortune of the living. And uh, a uh, another one is. Um, Prayer, so Chinese Buddhism and Taoism both incorporate. Uh, so you see, it, it Chinese uh, uh, folk religion also merged with Buddhism as well. So uh, they both incorporate prayer into their daily religious rituals, and in addition to the prayer, uh, accompany, accompanying offerings and the monastic prayer, which is depicted as. Muyu uh, is said morning, noon, and night to the sound of a uh, small bell. Uh, again, that small bell used. Uh, now, uh, there's also longevity practices uh, uh, that uh, are rituals and lifestyles aimed at gaining long life or even immortality have uh, long been part of Chinese religion. Uh, even before the development of thousand several hygiene schools uh, were uh, teaching various techniques for achieving longevity. And of course, uh, as uh, even now in 2020, in 21st century, we know that um, it is as well a part of uh, Chinese folk religion, uh, divination, Prophecy and astrology, so divination was commonplace in ancient China, uh, and the famous uh, classic of change, uh, composed before uh, the 3rd century BCE, involved divination. So all this astrology stuff, you know, and, and divination, it is part of uh, this um, Chinese uh, folk religion now. Talking about Chinese folk religion, symbolism is uh, one of them. QI, so base, the basic stuff um, out uh, of uh, which all things are made is called QI, and everything that ever existed at all times is made of QI, including inanimate matter, humans and animals, uh, the sky, ideas, emotions, demons, ghosts, uh, as well the undifferentiated state of, of uh, wholeness and the uh, world when uh, it is teeming with different beings. So in ancient China, QI was pictured as a type of uh, vaporous substance that penetrated the cosmos and it uh, made the stars shine and water flow and in people it was uh, a powerful force uh, and the original uh, graph seems to suggest steam 
and if properly harnessed, QI could be helping people achieve great things in the world and could also nourish the body and keep it healthy. So different translations rendered uh, into English in three different ways. Um, so depicted as psychophysical stuff uh, because it involves phenomena one would consider both psychological connected to human thoughts and feelings that is physical. Uh, now, Pneuma is the second uh, translation. Uh, it is uh, depicted as uh, drawing on one early etymology of uh, the world as vapor, steam or breath. And for sure is a uh, third one translation which is vital energy is uh, accentuating the potential uh, for life uh, inherent inherent uh, to the more ethereal uh, forms of ethereal forms of QI. So moving on to another which is uh, I believe many of you know is yin and yang. It is concept of yin and yang which uh, literally means dark side and sunny side. It's sometimes uh, attributed to the uh, 4th century BC Yin and Yang are uh, thought, thought uh, as uh, of two opposing uh, two opposing forces, male and female, and uh, it is also positive and negative, strong and weak, and light and dark. Uh, that is also attracted to one another. With uh, Yang being male, strong and light, and Yin being female, weak and dark, and each. Uh, force needs one to define each force needs the other to define itself and the interaction of yin and yang is believed uh, to influence uh, destinies and things uh, now the classic chinese scholar uh, from one of my sources that i was researching uh, uh, lu zi explained yin and yang this way when the yin has reached its highest point, uh, the yin begins to rise, and when the yin has reached its greatest altitude, it begins to decline. So, yin is generally perceived as a negative force, while uh, yang is seen as a positive force for some gods, are shown carrying a uh, demon trap. Already sounds interesting, right? I know, uh, and which uh, is used to catch um, the five noxious creatures of Yin forces, Centipedes, uh, which is uh, as well, the, it is like pack of these uh, creatures of Centipedes, spiders, snakes, ge uh, geckos, and toads. And as well, I want to mention that uh, tigers also was seen as powerful young animals and they can be used to dispel negative yin forces. The heavenly dragon represents the power of uh, heaven and is uh, regarded as the yang force in its highest form now. As well as another symbol uh, in the uh, uh, Chinese folk religion is five forces, uh, and it was uh, it, it was and still is um, in this culture and this religious system uh, of Chinese folk. Uh, 
very complex uh, it, it, it had like very complex explanation but the narrow sense it's uh, five forces of nature so uh, what that means is spring and rising yang uh, so it's merged within yin and yang so first one would be meaning east spring rising yang uh, the second is fire uh, which meaning south summer greater yang the third one is earth uh, depicted as sender midsummer and balance yin and yang so uh, the fourth one is uh, metal uh, it's depicted as west uh, autumn and rising yang and for sure water which uh, meaning uh, north, winter, and greater yang. So each of them uh, have specific way of movement and are able overcome just a specific other force or be overcame by other force. And it goes along with yin and yang symbolism, while uh, same time it uh, having different balance on each force individually. Uh, so it uh, also uh, joined with astrology and that uh, each force uh, in Chinese folk religion has its own planet that symbolizes some element and uh, it is uh, like um, one of the most complex symbols in Chinese folk culture so it's already a lot and as you see, that's it's 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 gonna be a long uh, series. Literally, you're gonna make, as I mentioned, a separate uh, uh, playlist, and it's gonna be a separate series of the uh, videos that continue one another. So it's gonna be like a literally like a tome, like you take a book. It's gonna be literally a tome of book to learning about um, uh, this. Uh, uh, specific uh, uh, series that I called uh, Satan Deception Tool Religions, you know. Again, it's not about the people. There's gonna be examples of the per people uh, doing certain stuff. There's gonna be certain verses that literally talking about uh, such people as a examples, but it's not an attack against the people. It's just exposing what our religion is all about, you know, and Trust me, when you're gonna hear this, and look, I, I, as I understand, there is certain uh, aspects and activities, like for example, with the uh, with the uh, same longevity. You know, if if again, if you and I don't talk about this, if you're gonna uh, use uh, making food not on the pan, not on the oil, not uh, not on uh, harmful way to prepare food, but make it uh, with uh, steam uh, all the uh, minerals all the elements of the vitamins they are not evaporating from the food so you getting more healthy uh, minerals and vitamins in your body and, and and essentially you you having more reserves in your body to, to live longer so that's what is longevity you know and you know Every culture, I believe, has uh, and every religion has something that are useful. But see that as I am gonna explain a little bit later on, uh, it's uh, it, you will see how Satan uses these natural good things that are good things 
but make using them to camouflage all the wicked stuff that he's doing to all of these main religions. So you're gonna see it, and it's not attack uh, after the people. It's exposing what are these systems about. Uh, now, for this podcast, gonna be uh, you know enough more than enough, you know, because it's already long. Uh, the next podcast I'm going to be talking about ethnic religions introduction so it's another big stack and uh, if you like this video make sure to press like uh, subscribe to this channel for future podcasts um, if you have friends that love hear about this podcast topics make sure to share uh, this podcast and channel with them it's going to be really beneficial for them and for you uh, as well uh, press uh, the bell uh, button so you would be notified when i'm gonna upload another podcast uh, if you want support me you can do it uh, directly to my paypal account i'm gonna leave the link in the description as well or all these funds will be invested into future projects i have them up till at least 2045 or maybe even longer uh, as well i have instagram page now uh, there when i have free time uh, I doing uh, Bible study and uploading their wallpapers of the scriptures as well. I'm gonna upload link where you can download them and use it wherever you want on the um, that your desktop on uh, on the conferences or even on the uh, uh, events uh, anywhere you want. You know. So of course now I'm gonna be kind of busy, but there's tons of it like like stacks you know and it's it's categorized into folders so it's gonna be easy to navigate so that's for the that's it for this uh podcast i hope you liked um, and i see you in the next time in the next podcast